0: Section 46 of The Life of Mozart volume 1 by Otto Jahn this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by Katrina Huang The Life of Mozart by Otto Jahn translated by Pauline D. Townsend and others section 46 CHAPTER Seventeen, PART Eight. Wolfgang's mother was not quite so much of his opinion as he imagined. This is apparent from her postscript, which shows also that she was entirely without influence over her son. My dear husband, you will perceive from this letter that when Wolfgang makes a new friendship, he is ready to sacrifice his life and all he holds dear for the object of it. It is true that she sings divinely, but one should never so entirely set aside one's own interests. I have never approved of the companionship with Wendling and Rom, but I dared not make any objection, and I am never listened to. But as soon as he knew the Webbers, he altered his mind altogether. In fact, he prefers being with other people to being with me i object to this thing and that which does not please me and that annoys him so you must decide for yourself what is to be done i write this in the greatest secrecy while he is dining and what said the father the letter was a greater blow than any which had yet befallen him and wolfgang's romantic project almost bereaved him of reason he did not indeed doubt that much persuasion had been brought to bear on wolfgang to induce him to prefer a vagabond life to the fame which could be acquired in a city so celebrated and so ready to welcome true talent as Mannheim, but he was horrified to find that the influence of strangers could so deprive him of consideration for himself and others your kind heart leads you to see no fault in any man who praises you loudly and exalts you to the skies and to bestow all your love and confidence on him when you were a child on the contrary your modesty was so excessive that you wept when you were openly praised sharp remedies seemed in this case necessary and these l mozart applies with all the authority of an experienced man and the severity of a conscientious father he lays before his son in an exhaustive letter how far he has hitherto been from attaining the main object of his journey and how much he is in danger of forgetting his duty to his family and himself for the gratification of a senseless passion it was not difficult to show that the idea was immature and impracticable to produce a young girl who had never sung in public nor appeared on the stage before an italian public which would be certain to condemn her even if she sang like a gabrielli herself l mozart goes on to show how with war-threatening the present was not the time for a professional tour and how a wandering life was a stranger and his daughters would deprive him of his reputation ruin his prospects and bring disgrace on his family it lies now in your own power alone to raise yourself to as high a position as a musician has ever attained you owe all to the extraordinary talent bestowed upon you by the all-gracious god and it depends upon your own sense and behaviour whether you become an ordinary musician forgotten by the world or a celebrated Kapellmeister, whose fame shall be handed down to posterity in books whether you herd altogether in a room full of squalling brats on a heap of straw, or spend a christian life full of honor pleasure and profit and die respected by all the world leaving your family well provided for l mozart felt that immediate action was necessary all his former objection to the journey to paris vanished before the necessity of extricating his son from his present dangerous entanglement away with you to paris and that soon he cried put yourself at the side of great man out kaiser out nihil the mere thought of seeing paris should have preserved you from all passing distractions the name and fame of a man of great talent goes through all the world from paris the company of vendeling and rom was not as important to him as he was to them but his mother must go with him in order to arrange everything properly they were not to limit their stay to a few months but were to remain as long as was necessary to gain renown and money the more so since paris was the safest place to live in during war hard as it was upon him the father undertook to provide money and letters of credit for the journey in making this appeal to the conscience, the ambition and the better judgment of his son l mozart was wise enough not to allude directly to his attachment to aloysia Weber, although he must have been well aware of its existence wolfgang had not openly expressed it and his father was careful not to oppose a sentiment which was invincible because inaccessible to reason but as a proof that he was not indifferent to the misfortunes of those with whom wolfgang had so much sympathy he did not withhold the advice for which he had been asked the man who could best help them was Raff. wolfgang should endeavour to interest him in mademoiselle weber and his influence would be all-powerful with the impressa he further advised that she should make her debut on the mannheim stage were it only for the sake of practice the effect of this letter was what he anticipated Wolfgang was brought to the knowledge of the fact that he has nearer duties to fulfill, to which his dreams and aspirations after an uncertain future must give way. He yielded with a heavy heart, but with childlike submission to his father's will, and answered. February nineteenth, 1778 i always anticipated that you would be against the journey with the webbers for i never seriously entertained the idea myself that is under our present circumstances but i had given my word that i would write to you about it herr weber does not know how we stand i have told no one and so because i wanted to be free from care for any one and to be happy together i forgot the present impossibility of the affair and also to inform you of my true opinion of it what you say concerning mademoiselle weber is all true and as i wrote before i know as well as you do that she is too young and wants the power of acting and should therefore recite in the theatre as often as possible but one has to proceed cautiously with some people The good Webbers are as tired of being here as someone else you know was elsewhere, and they are inclined to think everything possible. I had promised them to write to my father, but even before my letter had reached Salzburg, I had been advising them to be patient, that she was a little too young, etc. They take everything well from me, for they have a high opinion of me. The father has spoken by my advice to Madame toscany an actress, about giving his daughter instruction in acting. All that you say of Mademoiselle Weber is true, except one thing, that she sings like a Gabrielli. I should be very sorry if she did. Every one who has heard Gabrielli says she was nothing but a passage and roulade maker. In a word that she sang with art but no understanding. Page 135 But Mademoiselle Weber sings from her heart, and cantabile by preference. I am now making her sing passages in the great aria. Because it is necessary, if she goes to Italy, that she should sing bravura songs, she will not forget her cantabile because it comes natural to her. Now you know all, and I recommend her to you with my whole heart. But it was a hard struggle that he had to make with himself. It affected his health, and he was for several days confined to his room. His father's warnings had struck chords in his innermost being, which vibrated painfully. The thought of having forfeited his father's full confidence rendered him inconsolable. Believe whatever you please of me, only not that I am wicked. There are people who believe it is impossible to love a poor girl without having evil intentions. I am no Brunetti, and no Miss Leveseck. I am a Mozart, a young but an honorable Mozart. Gradually, however, his loving trust in his father regained its old supremacy. God first, and then Papa that was my motto as a child and i am true to it still he and his mother began to prepare in earnest for their departure and the father was ready with instructions and good advice nor did he withhold the parental blessing from his well-loved son how deeply i feel the wider separation that is about to take place between us you can partly imagine but i cannot expect you to feel the intensity with which it oppresses me if you will only reflect seriously on all that i did for you two children in your early years you will not certainly accuse me of timidity but you will do me the justice to acknowledge that i am and always have been a man with courage to venture anything at the same time i used all possible prudence and foresight against accidents no one can provide for god alone sees into the future i have not my dear wolfgang the least mistrust in you on the contrary i have perfect confidence and hope in your filial love everything now depends on the sound understanding which you certainly possess if you will only listen to it and upon fortunate circumstances These last are not to be controlled, but I hope and pray that you will always take counsel of your understanding. You are now about to enter a new world, and you must not believe that I am prejudiced in considering Paris so dangerous a place. All contraire, my own experience gives me no cause to think it at all dangerous." But the circumstances of my former and your present stay there are as widely asunder as heaven and earth after explaining this in more detail and giving wolfgang minute directions as to the position he should take in paris l mozart concludes with these words i know that you look upon me not only as your father but as your truest and firmest friend and that you are well aware that our happiness and misery. Nay more, my long life or speedy death are, under God, so to speak, in your hands. If I know you are right, I have nothing to look forward to but that pleasure which will be my only consolation in your absence, and I must resign myself to neither seeing, hearing, nor embracing you, live like a good catholic christian love god and fear him pray to him sincerely and devoutly and let your conduct be such that should i never see you again my deathbed may be free from anxiety from my heart i bless you and remain till death your loving father and firmest friend It was only when Mozart's departure from Mannheim drew very near that the loss on both sides was fully realized. The farewell concerts, which he arranged as displays for himself, his compositions, and his pupils, impressed his extraordinary talents on the public mind. Regrets at his departure were heard on all sides, not only from musicians but from all men of cultivation who had the fame of Mannheim at heart. Among them, the author of the Deutsche Hausvater, March twenty-fourth, 1778. Before leaving Mannheim, I made copies for Herr von Gemmingen of the Quartet, 80k which I wrote that evening in the inn at Lodi, also of the Quintet, 174k, and of the Fisher Variations, 179k. He wrote me an extremely polite note, expressing his pleasure at the remembrance, and sent me a letter to his very good friend, Herr von Zickingen, adding, I am well assured that you will do more to recommend this letter than it can possibly do to recommend you, and he sent me three louis d'or to cover the cost of copying the music. He assured me of his friendship, and begged for mine in return. I must say that all the cavaliers who knew me, the court councillors, chamberlains, court musicians, and other good people, were vexed and disappointed at my leaving there is no mistake about that he was in some degree consoled by the prospect of finding opportunities for a composition in paris february twenty eighth seventeen seventy eight what i chiefly look forward to in paris is the conseil spiritre for which i shall probably have to write something The orchestra is so good and strong, and my most favorite compositions, choruses, can be well performed there. I am very glad that the Parisians are so fond of them. The only fault that was found with Pycheny's new opera, Roland, was that the choruses were weak and poor, and the music altogether a little monotonous. Otherwise it was very well received. The Parisians were accustomed to Gluck's choruses. Rely upon me. I shall do all that is in my power to bring honor to the name of Mozart. I am not afraid. The parting from Mademoiselle Weber had still to be gone through. He describes it candidly to his father. March twenty-fourth, 1778 mademoiselle weber very kindly netted me a purse as a remembrance and small acknowledgment of my services her father copied all that i wanted for me and gave me some music-paper and moliere's comedies which he knew i had not read with the inscription ricevi amico le opere del Moliere i di gratitudine e qualche volta ricordati di me. When he was alone with mamma, he said, We are losing our best friend, our benefactor. Yes, there is no doubt that your son has done much for my daughter and has interested himself in her so that she cannot be grateful enough to him. The day before I left, they wanted me to sup with them. But I could not be away from home, so refused. But I was obliged to spend a couple of hours before supper with them, and they never left off thanking me, and wishing they were in a position to testify their gratitude. When at last I went away, they all wept. It is very foolish, but the tears come in my eyes whenever I think of it. He went down the steps with me, and stood at the house-door till I had turned the corner, when he called for the last time. Adieu. This time the father painted no leave-taking on the quoits, but thanked God in his heart that his son had escaped a great danger. Wolfgang did not openly declare that his love for Mademoiselle Weber was heartfelt and sincere, and that he believed it to be returned that he went forth with the full determination of winning a position and being able to call her his own but he was little careful to conceal these hopes from his father as to hide from him the correspondence which he carried on with the webbers the father with full confidence in the honourable character of his son was content To leave this connection to the future so soon as he saw the first step assured in wolfgang's professional career our glance must needs linger with approbation on the picture of a youth glowing with ardent passion yet with self-mastery enough to listen to the first warning of his good and wise father and so sure of the constancy of his feelings as to be willing to yield his warmest wishes to the fulfilment of his moral duties in the love and confidence existing between father and son we rejoice to acknowledge the best and truest ornament of a german artist's life end of section forty six chapter seventeen part eight End of the Life of Mozart, Volume 1, by Otto Jan, translated by Pauline D. Townsend and others.